Let's a go, baby. Hello. Howdy. Welcome. Welcome to the show. You're listening to a little podcast. And what do we call a podcast? Well, you know what? Listen up. Guess what? Here it comes. The name of the podcast. Get yourselves ready for the, the Island Shuffle. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. Good work, everybody. Oh, my God. Another day, another dollar. If you ask me. And you did ask me because uh-huh. you downloaded this podcast. <laughs> uh, I'm Bean. I'm James. And guess what? This is the episode of the podcast where we watch Lost in the Wrong Order. <laughs> <laughs> every week we pick a random episode and every week we decide what the heck is going on now. And oh my God, it's a big jump. It's a big hop. We've been spending a lot of time in the early, in the earlys. I feel uh-huh. like We've good been lost. I like good, to call it good loss. I like to call it. Um, a lot of people like to call it good loss. But listen up, because here's a story about a little guy who was was from a blue planet, and all day and all night he was blue, and he don't got nobody to listen to. What song was that? Oh, that song was I'm Blue. Oh, no, of course it was. It's been a long time since I heard that song. Uh, Pretty good song, I think. I know. I wish I could have jumped in with their great chorus. Uh, I mean, the chorus is good, but for me, it's all about that spoken word verse. You gotta, you gotta hear about the how the. I'm blue, dabba dee, dabba die, dabba dee, dabba die, dabba dee, dabba die. Over a forceful techno beat that you just get, just lodges itself into your head. Isn't it funny that as electronic music grew, techno just died, and everyone agreed that it is bad? <laughs> I think, I think it's sad. <laughs> I think it breaks my heart. Yeah. I, I kind of like earnestly want a return to like corny ass 90s house aesthetics and like we're there and like we're kind of getting there but like but like we're not there enough if you i guess modern uh like modern edm is kind of that corny house. yeah yeah it's It's bad in its own special way exactly exactly there's always gonna there's always gonna be uh electronic music to make fun of Uh and i say this as a purveyor of many many fine electronics I just barely watched a thing on K-pop, and I didn't realize all that's going on there. There's a lot. It's a lot. If you ever want to know, Google I, it. I'm, I don't really listen to much of it, but I take comfort in knowing that if I ever want to get into it, it's, it's there waiting for me. It's ready for me. It's a very bizarre. Do you know about it? I'm very little. Very little. The, it's really bizarre. So the thing that I watched, and I won't get too much into it, okay. but the thing that I had no idea about mm-hmm. is that most of these groups are gigantic have like eight plus members yes. and are fully assembled like mm-hmm. by music corporations essentially yes. it's the there's no it like organic music making taking place no. it's just like it's very much a product which it, i thought was so interesting it's very interesting how much they just like lean into that yeah and, and the hits baby totally like, the whole genre is just hits yeah it's honestly sold to you by the large guys it rules it's like oh they f- they it's like oh they figured out boy bands yeah they figured exactly it out. <laughs> they figured it out and now they're just pumping them out forever it's great yeah it's, it's cool. great um yeah <laughs> but enough about that enough about k-pop let's get to what's really important here which is the sh- television show called lost that i like to watch and talk about and specifically season five episode 13 titled some like it hoth yeah, like the movie Some Like It Hot, but with the Star Wars in it instead. Like a funny like a funny Star Wars. A really good joke. Yeah. That um 
I've never seen some like it hot, so maybe this episode mirrors some. It could. I've never seen it either. So we're just going to have to assume that some like it hot is about a guy who talks to dead people. <laughs> yeah. And also uh, hates his dad. I would be stoked <laughs> if that's what it was about. That would be big, huh? Uh, speaking of, this episode is about a guy who talks to dead people and hates his dad. His name Named is Miles. His name is Miles. This is the only Miles episode in the show. And after watching this one, I was like, they should make more. <laughs> that dude is cool. He's, he's uh, you know what? I feel like he kind of got the short end of the stick because for like most of the show, uh-huh. pretty much all the show, his two character traits are is mean and talks to dead people. And that's all he does. Uh-huh. Is he, and he like, you know. He brings he, he brings some funny some funny sass to the table, uh-huh. but beyond that, he's just kind of like his whole role is just to be like, fucking whatever. I guess this is what we're doing now. This is stupid. This is, this is stupid, but I'm not gonna not do it. So uh-huh. whatever. Um, and that's and that's basically all he does. He's but in this episode, he, he is so much more. He's the star. He's the star of the show, and let me tell you, he does great. <laughs> the first thing i have written down (laughs) that uh really goes along with the words that i just said the first thing i wrote was horace is the new (laughs) protagonist (laughs) yeah baby yeah Uh, so just to contextualize y'all for a bit we're in late season five which means we're back in the 70s it's Dharma time. Dharma Initiative Every, is in full swing. They're in full swing, and and the the squad is all in Dharma Initiative. And we're loving it. We're loving it. We're just loving it. Uh, the first very scene it, we get is uh, uh, Sawyer calling Miles, telling him to erase some footage. Uh huh. And Miles is like, "All right, fine by me. Time Easy to peasy. do that. E- Easy peasy." Uh, and then in comes Mr. Horace, and uh, Horace says, "Hey, buddy." Where the heck is uh, where the heck is that S- Sawyer guy? Miles covers for him and says, "I don't know. I tried to con- He's out of range." And Horace says, "All right, guess what, buddy? Welcome to the Circle of Trust. I trust you now, and I need you to do a top secret mission. And it's very important that you deliver this to the Orchid." And yeah. Mi- and Miles is just like, "All right." In typical Miles fashion, he's just like, "All right, I'm not gonna ask questions. Just Whatever. Gonna, just gonna do what I'm freaking told." Whatever, bud. So he drives out. He drives all the way out to the orchid, delivers a something or other to Rudzinski. I forget what it is. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then Rudzinski's like, "All right, here you go. Here's a body." And Miles starts asking questions about the body, and Rudzinski's obviously like, "Don't." Rudzinski's not having any of it. I have here my third note is Rudzinski is a tyrant. <laughs> I love your second note is Rudzinski is back. <laughs> yeah, third note, Rudzinski is a tyrant. I figured we already covered the whole Rudzinski is mm. back. Thing. <laughs> True. I mean, he, he's he's back with a brand new rap. Yeah. <laughs> So right out the gate, we have all our favorite lost characters. You know, <laughs> Miles, Miles, Horace, and Radzinski. The and classic squad. say that this show departed from what made it work. Day one, <laughs> Horace, exactly. Radzinski, the real crew, the yeah, real... My favorite character the, the, from the first half of the show was definitely <laughs> Radzinski. Definitely. You gotta give it up to Horace, the protagonist. Horace, the big guy who, uh, let's not forget, Horace is known for <laughs> spending the <laughs> just throwing dynamite at a tree. Oh yeah, one time. he got drunk and threw dynamite everywhere. Yeah, and then he slept through his own kid's birth. He sure did because he got so drunk. He, got, he tied one off too much. Wow. Yeah. So Horace is really a bad dad. He's a bad dad. But 
Guess what? A great tyrant. A fantastic tyrant. You got to be a bad dad if you want to be a good tyrant. Totally. All you tyrants out there, bear that in mind. And all you dads, too. Uh, if you <laughs> want to be a dad, maybe don't be such a tyrant. Uh-huh. If um, you want to be a tyrant, maybe uh, forget the kids at soccer practice once every now and again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It all, it's, a, it's a delicate balance. <laughs> but, I'm sh- but I'm sure all you tyrants out there can figure it out. Just watch Radzinski and uh, yeah. Horace. You'll, yeah. you'll learn from them. <laughs> learn from the best. Uh boy. So, uh, uh, guess what? He brings a body. Uh, gosh, where were we? Radzinski brings out a body, and uh-huh. Miles is like, "What the fuck?" And this is crazy. Radzinski's like, "Don't you say a damn ass word about any of this to anybody, buddy." <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that was a really good Radzinski impression. That's how he sounds. That's how that guy sounds. Um, so he says that, and so he's like, "All right, I'll take the body." Drives away. Pulls over and decides to have a little chat with the body. Uh huh. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the start of the this show. This is Miles's thing. He loves to talk to dead people. He loves to talk to dead people. He finds out how they died mostly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he brings the body back to Horace, and Horace uh-huh. and Horace is basically like, "Okay, now you need to bring this body to Pierre Chang out the out at the orchid." Um, Lit. Pretty pretty. So so Miles is big Miles episode. You know Miles is doing a lot of errands Miles for a lot of folks. Driving the truck. He's driving that big truck all around. And so he's like, all right, but guess I better go to my truck. And who's at his truck? Using it. Using his his own truck with a corpse inside of it. But one Hurley Hurlington. <laughs> Both good. Did you say Hurlington? I said Hurlington. 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 I like Hurlington a bit better. I gotta be honest. Well, yeah, because you were just there. Ah, uh, Hurlington, Vermont. Bada bing, bada bing. Bada bing, bada boom. You guys like things that rhyme with cities? Because guess what? This is a podcast for you. New Pork. Wow, that's actually, um, hey, that's a that's the name of the last area in Mother 3. As long as we're... Really? Yep, yep it's called New Pork City expl- explicitly as a joke on New York City. Can I try one more? Sure. Torontoast. I like it. I like <laughs> it. Not quite the glowing review that New Pork got. Well, but, uh, well, New Pork was in a video game that I liked. Uh-huh. Uh, Toronto is new to me, so I have to sit with it for a bit. Uh-huh. Whereas it's an I'm, original idea at the e- very least. Exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm deeply familiar with New Pork, so uh-huh. I need to, so that was just like, a, oh, yeah. Like when you, like when a song starts in a jukebox and you're just like, yeah, that's I the know one. that one. I know that one. Yeah. Here we go, baby. Gather up the boys. We're going out. Truck. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly like truck. Yeah. New pork is the truck. Yeah. Of city jokes to uh-huh. me. <laughs> I like it. I like it too. Frankly, to be honest, there's a lot that I like here. <laughs> I'm looking at it all and I like it all. <laughs> Even uh, Toronto's. Yeah, especially Toronto's. <laughs> the more I sit with Toronto's, the yeah. more <laughs> the more it really just oh, agrees with that's me. That's so good. Good to uh, hear. Yes. Oh, beautiful. Um. Okay. So, uh, Hurley's loading up the thing with sandwiches, and Miles is like, "Dude, take another car." And Hurley's like, "No, I'll no. take this one." And we're both go- we're both going to the same place. Let's just. It's fine. It's not a big deal. I'll just put these sandwiches on top of whatever this body-shaped item is. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, and then they go driving, and then funny happened. Oh, a Hurley is like, yo, did you fart, dude? Did you rip a big stinker? Smells like a stinky Smells- ass. <laughs> you, you can be honest with me. If you just cut that stinky cheese... It's, it's fine. It's okay to cut. It's okay to fart. But just let me know, dude. Let me know. And Miles is like, but, uh, uh-oh. 
and uh, eventually, but the thing about the scene is that it's really funny because like Hurley like thinks that he, Miles farted, and that's like pretty funny. Yeah, exactly. That's like a classic joke. That's like from of, back in the twentieth century. Yes, this was back when we would all like to laugh at a fart, and it really takes me back to the time. We would all sit around the campfire mm-hmm. and tell of farts past, <laughs> <laughs> and Wistfully. remember what it's like to be human again. <laughs> <laughs> no connection greater between humans between folks than the bonding over back then people were folks yeah exactly people were folks and uh the farts were much better the farts oh my god the farts these days there's nothing nothing no substance to them it's all electronic these days exactly Give, take me back to when you had to <laughs> churn your own farts <laughs> Uh, We've had some bad conversations on this show. <laughs> this is easily this cra- be the worst. This definitely cracks the top three. I think. <laughs> I think it's like uh, that's really funny. It's, uh, it's not good. Well, Lost brought it up. Exactly. If Lost talks about it, we gotta talk about totally. it. Totally, it's our and responsibility gotta- to the listener. Exactly. Uh, Journalistic integrity. Exactly. Full transparency. Mm. Um, full honesty from us to you, the listener, about the television show Lost. Uh huh. That um, is what we just did. That's all we've. That's all we've ever done. Uh-huh. That's all we've ever strived to do, and here we are doing it again. And I've done it fucking well. You know what? I think you've done it fantastically. You did it well too. Oh uh, well, you make me blush with those kind words, but I do agree. You d- yeah, good, good, because it's true. You that's did great. It very well. All right, now that that's settled. Now that, now that that's settled. Bad news. Not really a fart. It's just the smell of a corpse. <laughs> Hurley finds it out after doing some rummaging. <laughs> and he's like, what the hell? There's a body. What the heck is going on? And Miles is, you know. This is a lot of, uh, if you can tell already, this is a Miles and Hurley having, being like friends and oh, getting yeah, into it's like a shenanigans. buddy cop. It's like a buddy friendship thing. Yeah. It's really good. It's cool. They have a good dynamic. They hang out all episodes. Because Hurley's like a, just like Ernest and a goober. Yeah. And then Miles like hates everything. And yeah, so it's totally. like, it's like they're, 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 they're unlikely pals. They're the dynamic duo. Yes. Miles and Hurley. Exactly. It's a real, like, if you told me that I should give a shit about Miles and Hurley, I would have looked you in the eye and say, go go straight to jail. But here they are, and they're best friends. Do not pass go. Oh, don't you. Do not collect $200. If you think about passing go and collecting $200 when you go to jail, you, my friend, do not understand how the criminal justice system <laughs> works. <laughs> that would be sick if you got $200 on your way to jail. <laughs> I mean... You were like, well, worth it. I, I get to pass Go, too. Yeah, exactly. What is Go? Go, every... Like, because, like, I it's understand... the beginning of it all. But... <laughs> <laughs> you know that's that's it i was gonna i was gonna try to break it down but you just nailed it in one you got it in one it's uh, that's what it is i could go for a game of the monopole soon i think i been years and years am always thinking about like long ass dumb ass board games yeah. that's that suck the life out of you yeah totally like that's i think i'm down to like throw down on some do risk. it and then i don't have to for another exactly decade. cash your ch- cash your decade of monopoly game yeah Write it out. Um, fuck, man. Monopoly sucks so much ass. <laughs> yeah, I want to ruin a friendship. Yeah, this is the way to do it. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta become that filthy capitalist. Yeah, and, and, exactly. And bankrupt all your tyrant. friends. And bankrupt all your friends brutally. Ah, sounds nice. 
honestly, what are the summers made of? The uh, but bankrupting your friends. Yeah, totally. Um, uh. So, uh, Miles breaks it down and says, like, you know, all right, this guy, uh, I don't really know who he is, but he, you know, his name is something, and he died because his filling ripped right through his oh, yeah. head, and Cute. he got a, his head exploded. And that's all I really know. And Hurley's immediately like, what? How do you know that? And Miles is like, I just don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Idiot. I'm being me. I'm just a meanie and don't worry about my meanness. And Hurley sees right through that shit and says, you can talk to dead people, can't you? And Miles is like, that's dumb. No, I can't. Don't worry about it. And Hurley, Hurley just doesn't even like listen to him. He's just he like, goes some on. He, he's just because like, Hurley can talk to dead people too. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. That's what I like a lot is that they are they they're both like like Hurley's just like well, it's fine. I can talk to dead people too. It's not a big deal. Uh, and then like on their way there, they're like breaking it down. And and Hurley's like, yeah, I just have conversations with dead people. It's not a big deal. And Miles is just like, that's not how it works. How it works. And Hurley catches him in the act and says, hey, you must be talking to dead people. If, if you, you know how it works. And it's uh, it's, it's nice. Genius level shit. It is nice to see the show having fun with its dumbest shit. Yeah, totally. Where they're yeah. like, ah, let's put the two I, psychics in. I appreciate in that. In a van. I, I think that's good. I think if you have two people who talk to dead people, you've got to put them in a van. Three men in a van, mm-hmm. two of which are alive. And both of the alive ones can talk to dead people. So mm-hmm. I wonder why Hurley never talks to the dead guy. Uh, well, because because they can't fit that in. That's exactly it. Well, <laughs> they also break it down how like it doesn't like Hurley like talks to ghosts almost. Yeah. Like he, oh yeah. Like yeah. how he was talking. Like traveling, wandering. Ghosts. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas Miles connects with the body. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and Miles Miles like he hears like their last thoughts as they died or yeah. whatever. Whereas Hurley cool. can actually like have a chat with someone, um, and like that's fine, that's fun. I appreciate that it's like as, as dumb There's as all that shit. Yeah, they totally. have fun with it. I can get down with that as well. Absolutely, absolutely. I get right down with it. Um, so to the bottom of it, uh, they arrive <laughs> at Pierre Chang's house, and Pierre Chang, uh, if you recall, is the fellow who's in all those Dharma videos. Uh huh. He's in the famous one in the season two where that breaks down. Like, hey. Hey, push this button, push this baby. Bu- push this button, and then the other one that's like the button. It's fake, and basically all of them. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That's him, and he's like a major, like a major side character throughout season five because he's just around. Uh huh. Totally. Just, he's just around and like runs the show, basically. He's a science man or something. He's he's some kind of big time science man. Uh, we don't really know. The first scene of this season is in fact him saying let's manipulate time and then a construction worker rolling his eyes at him <laughs> uh, oh yeah i do remember that it's a fun it's a fun one um, well like this unconscious construction worker lays on the ground ex- right beside them exactly yeah. Yeah. <laughs> completely he's very injured yeah. very injured by very mysterious means yeah and there's very skeptical con- you know uh, these two goobers are just having a conversation <laughs> yes exactly idiots Losers. Losers. Dweebuses. Um, so they arrive, they deliver the body. Pierre's pissed that Hurley's there. He's like he's he's already pissed that Miles is there because he's like, Aren't you you know, Miles is breaking it to everyone that he's in the inner circle now. And <laughs> uh <laughs> uh and Hurley's and uh basically Pierre kind of just like gives Hurley an earful about like, you know, fuck you, don't tell anybody this anything or else you'll be shoveling polar bear shit for the rest of your life uh-huh. 
Um, which is cool. Which I is, like that it's part. A, it's good. It's a good own. Uh, you mentioned this before, but like you mentioned this while we were watching it. But uh-huh. a thing I like about the way they deal with the Dharma Initiative is that you do learn a lot about it and like how it like worked in the day to day. But you still don't know a lot about there's like so many things that they refuse to answer. There's so yeah. many things. Just Why? like the polar bear thing is Ex- a good example. Exactly. Yeah. They just like Pierre's just like. You, I'll send you off to those fucking weirdos over there. They're doing weird shit with the polar bears. Who gives a shit? I don't care. I got important shit on my own. I'm dealing with time shit right so here. So it's like, yeah, there's this gigantic yeah. fucking... Uh, yeah, just like a bunch of... A huge array of weirdos all came to the island with yeah, different goals. Totally, like, and they're like, we're going to fuck it up. We're, I want to work with magnetism. I want to work with time. Well, I want to bring polar bears here. Well, we'll keep those guys on their own island. And some rich, rich asshole is like, ah, do it all. Sounds do good. whatever you want. Sounds good. I've recruited you, the greatest minds of our generation, to come to this wacky-ass island <laughs> and do all that wacky-ass shit. Do whatever you want. Do whatever, basically. <laughs> live your life. <laughs> Does anyone live there? Only people who want to kill you. Only people who want to kill you perpetually and who are hell-bent on protecting the magical secrets of it. But and some of them are literally hell-bent. <laughs> it's the cork to hell, <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. But listen, <laughs> you ever heard of a greater scientific opportunity than studying the cork to hell? <laughs> I think not, baby. <laughs> I want to... That's a great selling point uh, I, i'm glad we never meet like the like top of the top yeah. man at the top of like we never find out like oh it was fucking kate's dad the whole time or yeah, some shit like that totally. I'm, glad we, I'm glad we never learned like who's really pulling the strings behind the dharma initiative but boy would i've ever loved to see that i scene. know i just picture like this old man with a mm. monocle who mm-hmm. like has everything mm. from the like as seen on tv commercials <laughs> and he's like I'm telling you, we're going to change the world, okay? <laughs> you, I'm talking magnets. You, yeah. know those, you, you know those things on your fridge? That's small potatoes compared to what we got out there, baby. You want to push a button every hundred and eight minutes? We got that, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I can walk again thanks to my Q-Ray bracelet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking nine CRT TVs aimed at the people pushing the button. Doesn't that sound wild? Uh, maybe they're the experiment. Who knows? <laughs> it's a whole crazy thing i got going <laughs> that's too funny too real that's yeah too it real. is like who the fuck is doing this yeah literally who's the like uh like not so man who invented that station the pearl yeah oh my god <laughs> oh boy uh, <laughs> funny stuff funny stuff very funny honestly funny stuff so so basically Pierre breaks down Hurley and runs off to yell at some more people and to deal with the body. Uh-huh. And Hurley's like, man, that guy's a real douche. Then Miles says the line of the episode, which is, that douche is my dad. Ooh. Huge drop. Big reveal. Big yeah. reveal. Big reveal. Turns out Miles is, uh, has almost immediately knew, as soon as he arrived in the 70s, uh-huh. that this guy was, was his dad that he'd been estranged from his whole life, basically. He said that on his third day, he was in the cafeteria mm-hmm. line, and his mom got up behind him. Yes, and then he was... And the fact that he just, like, kept that to himself, like, it's not... It's like he, crazy. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really funny way to treat, like... Like, obviously, that's like, oh, my God, the lore implications. Oh, my goodness. What does that mean? Uh-huh. And, like, the idea of just, like, yeah, Miles just knew and didn't feel like telling he anybody. He didn't want to share that information. He's a private person. He's a private person. He keeps to himself. It's not a big deal. He's not trying to make a big deal out of it. <laughs> no it, big deal. My mom's here. My mom came. <laughs> my mom's here. 
That's cool. I don't want to make a big deal out of it's, it, but it, my mom came to see me. It's not a big deal. So you can't swear, guys. <laughs> no swearing. Joe, you can't smoke that here. You can't smoke that here. Uh, two people on the Xbox at one time. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, take turns playing Halo. My mom's here. My mom is here. I I love my mommy. <laughs> <laughs> I love my mommy. And if any of you guys embarrass me. And I hate my dad. I hate my dad, but I love my mommy. And if any of you bozos embarrass me in front of my mommy, I'm going to be mad. Also, be nice to the baby she has, because that's baby me. That's baby me, baby. <laughs> that's cool. So there's two miles in there's this two, episode. That's, there's two miles in the episode also. Or in the whole thing, in, essentially. Exactly. The whole time he's there, there's two miles is there. Yeah. Basically, um, like Hurley is immediately like, this is huge. He's having the reaction we're having, which is, this is huge. Uh-huh. You, just, you were set on this, and you didn't tell anybody? And Miles is like, it's not something i really want to talk about uh-huh. so can we just please drop it uh and so we have a fun ca- car ride where pierre uh miles and hurley drive to where radzinski was basically yeah and hurley's just kind of like trying to start have a fun conversation oh yeah that's really fun hurley's just fucking shit up it's good he's like so uh, pierre Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a uh, wife, kids. Yeah, what's you have a kid. What's the deal? Uh, what's your kid's name? Oh, his name's Miles too. What's a coincidence, what, hey guys? What are the odds, huh? Well, we should all get a beer later sometime. <laughs> Literally that, and then many reactions of Miles and Pierre both just like staring dead ahead yeah. and being like, "Ugh, this, ah, sucks. this guy, this, this big goofy asshole, th- this fucking guy." Uh, there's. Um. So they get there, and turns out what where Radzinski is is the future site of the Swan. Mm-hmm. The Swan being the station that has the button that they push every 108 minutes during season two, and that eventually crashes the plane at one point. Uh-huh. That fateful Swan, and we know we're there because we see the guys building the hatch and welding it. And what are they doing to the hatch? But imprinting a serial number on it for some reason. They're impl- printing the serial number, and they're like, as if there's a bunch of them. Yes, they're like, they're like just chiseling it in like live. So the guy's like, hey, what's the serial number on this thing? And someone has to read it off. Yeah, you know how serial numbers work. Exactly. It's like <laughs> it's ridiculous, and like they do the like four, uh, eight. Uh, it's a uh, fifteen, um, uh, sixteen, 16. and uh, looks like uh, what we got next is uh, it's a twenty-three, and oh, uh, hold on, um, hmm, it looks 22. like it's uh, I think it's a little uh, I can't quite make this one out. 42. I think it's uh, forty uh, forty-two. Ah. ah. The numbers, baby, the back. That's fucking crazy. The numbers are back. Where did they get the numbers from? Where did they get the numbers from? That's fucking crazy. The numbers. The numbers. The numbers. The goddamn digits. <laughs> Possibly the worst part of the show. <laughs> I think absolutely the worst, dumbest mystery so of the show. Meaningless. I think like most of the most of the mysteries of the show, like kind of eventually like. Like either like add like some de- some like depth to the world yeah. a bit, uh. But like the numbers are just like there. They're just so random They're and disjointed. Exactly. Yeah. There's 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 nothing to them. Yeah. <laughs> They're just around, and it's just they like just fine. affect things sometimes. They're, They're around. Flight eight fifteen is there, and you're just like, what the? Why? How could it be that Whoa, way? Oh, I never. I'm, I'm, 
Wow. Actually? Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's like one of the big ones. 815. 815, dude. Wow. Um, the, Jesus Christ. Literally, the. Mm, oh, gosh. I think the numbers are also on the opening shot of the microwave that we see as oh, well. Probably. They're just around. Yeah. It's like. Yeah. And, and we're supposed to be like, what cosmic forces? <laughs> they wrote the show that way. That's the cosmic forces. That's the script, really funny. The script said that That's it's a 14. So funny. Uh, <laughs> it's not. It's it not, was all meant to be. How could it? How could it? Once again, the 42 arrives. Yeah, it doesn't exactly. even. What does. What, who pulls these twisted <laughs> strings? How uh, could this be? It's ridiculous. That's so funny. It's the most. It. I almost find the numbers more ridiculous than like Jacob and the Smoke Monster. Totally, <laughs> I do too. I think because at least Jacob and the Smoke Monster, it's like I can understand. Yeah, it's just like sure what the attempt was. Yeah, sure. There's a god and an evil. Why wouldn't there be? Yeah. at the end at the end game of the show about the island with healing powers. But Why the not? numbers are just like nothing. They're around. Yeah. The uh, best. The best we get is the the. Like, I think th- Jacob is like, I like numbers. And then that's that. Oh, my <laughs> it's God. It's fucking stupid. I love that. Oh, no. We also read once. Th- I remember I looked it up on Lostpedia and we found out that it's like the coefficients in the equation to predict to predict the end of humanity or some oh shit like that. God. Some real deep lore somewhere. Ridiculous. If, if you go read the back, if you go like read the back of the lost cereal box or some shit like that, I'm sure it you can find like it. It seems like they were literally like around the third season. They were like. All right, these numbers gotta mean something. Yeah. And then they looked up fan theories and they were yeah. like, ah, that one sounds good. Yeah. Definitely sometimes it feels like they were actually reading fan theories. I remember the theory of Miles being Pierre's son is a theory that was floated really? around for yeah. a while. And it's true. Um before and they were like, Ah, yeah, yeah, why not? That sounds good. Um, so, uh enough about the numbers. Let's get back to the good shit. Miles and Hurley dishing it out. Uh eventually Miles kind of breaks down and is like, listen. Quit pestering me about this. Here's the deal. My dad left me when I was very young, and I long ago accepted that he was not a part of my life, uh-huh. and I am not interested in finding out, like, I'm just, like, done with him. I'm, and I was done with him then, and I know that he's going to end up dead because of how the future goes. Uh-huh. So it does not matter. It's, I have zero interest in this shit. And, like, fair. Yeah. Uh, absolutely fair, and they still and they're and they're kind of jawing away, and they're they're and Hurley's still like, well, I mean, w- like you now you have a chance to see what what he was really like. You get a chance to actually know him. You get a chance to actually know him. And Miles kind of snaps, takes a notebook out of Hurley's hand that he's been scribbling in all episode, and he's like, oh yeah, yeah. you want to get in my shit? Let's get in your shit. And what his what Hurley shit has been is that he's trying to write. The Empire Strikes Back, and then make money off of that. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, because His reasoning is that the new, the first Star Wars movie had just come out, mm-hmm. and George Lucas has got to be looking for someone or for a sequel. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's fun. I like that. It's cute. That's yeah. a that's a good goofy. I like when they get fucking goofy with totally. it. Totally. Uh, and boy, does this ever episode ever get goofy with it. And Miles makes fun of him, as Miles does. Yeah, I mean, Miles is a big asshole. Miles is a huge piece of shit and an asshole, but I can't help but like him. A piece of shit asshole. Uh, But you know what? Hurley Hurley dishes him one and says, guess what? At least uh, maybe maybe I'm writing a dumbass script for Star Wars, but at least I'm not afraid to talk to my own daddy. Roasted. Honestly, huge roast. Uh, They get back to the camp, and they're kind of just like, 
they're they're kind of cooled off and miles is explains the same thing a little more calm-headed and hurley says you know my dad left me when i was young too i mean i was 10 but the best thing ever and i was mad at him for a long time the best thing i ever did let him into my life. Aww. So uh, maybe just, you know, keep it, keep an open mind. Give him a second chance. Think and about it, buddy. And so Miles decides to go creep on Pierre Chang's private residence. Yeah. And what does he Which, see? Which, to be fair, is his house, too. Yes, exactly. It's his own house. It's not a big deal. Um, and <laughs> and he sees uh, Pierre playing with a little, reading to little three-month-old little Miles. Miles. Little Miles. Reading him a book, and he looks happy. And he looks happy, and he's going, oh, and he, like, kisses him, and he's like, oh, boy. And Miles gets fucked up about it. Yeah. <laughs> understandably. He's very sad. That is understandably. And happy, sad. He, that is a very fucked thing to see, for sure. So but then, mm-hmm. the phone rings. The phone rings in Pierre's house. And he answers it. And he gets out, gets dressed. And he yells out, Miles, I need you. And Miles, like, choked, like, sobbing, <laughs> is like, you do? Okay, Dad. Which is, like, oh. cool. I like to see sad yeah, Miles. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, a rare, a rare, rare side of miles. Um, and they're like, you got to take me to the ferry. We're getting some of the scientists and they go to this ferry or the submarine rather. Uh-huh. Uh, and who comes out? But Daniel Faraday, Daniel baby. Faraday. And he goes, long time no see. And the episode ends. It was a pretty good uh, end. Good cliffhanger. Made me want to watch the next one. Good cliffhanger. You were saying that's maybe the first time that's ever happened in the later. In the later anyway. ones. Mm-hmm. I think it is the first time that's ever mm-hmm. happened. But I would. Yeah. I w- yeah, I'm pleased with it. I like it. Um, Even more stuff happened though. Yes, that's true. There's a lot. There's a lot to more to break down. Let's quickly breeze through the B plot, which is mostly just. Uh, so the other thing that's the like main, like technically the main thing that's uh-huh. happening, is that uh, Ben Linus has just been shot and kidnapped and sent to the others. Uh-huh. A young Ben Linus, to be fair. A Tiny baby, little Ben. Linus. Little Ben Linus. Kid. And uh, his not nose kid, and his dad finds out, and his dad just spends the, the literally the like his dad gets drunk and rebellion. <laughs> yeah, his dad gets drunk and just yells at all of our friends. Yeah, <laughs> it's awesome actually. He like Kate comes over to comfort him, and Kate's ca- trying to be like without spilling too many beans. Is like I'm just like you know maybe have a little faith that your son will be okay. It'll be okay, dude. You tuck him. Don't you tuck him? You must have taken him. You tuck my son. And then uh, Jack, who has been assigned to janitor duty. Uh huh. Uh, is cleaning and Roger comes in still drunk and is just like he's drinking while janiting mm-hmm. which I think is cool that's you know that's fine to do I think uh-huh. when your kid just got kidnapped but then he like is he's like <laughs> he's just like throwing chairs everywhere and like just like overturning Kate desks. Kate took my son. Kate took my. You know what I think? I think that yeah, you came here with that Kate you lady. You know Kate, right? You know Kate. You know her. She seemed like a kidnapper to you. <laughs> And Jack like was like no no she, shut up she idiot. does not have murder in her heart at all <laughs> and uh, she and Jack is Jack just kind of shuts Roger down uh-huh. and then Rod Jack kind of delivers the news to Sawyer about how like you know Roger Roger's feeling suspicious but it's fine it's not a big deal mm-hmm. it's cool uh, and then the episode ends with a rando I forget his name Phil Phil. Like one of Sawyer's like oh, henchmen yeah, yeah, yeah. coming up and being like, "Hey, I think I know who took the kid. It was you, Sawyer. I got it on tape. And listen, I bet you better have a damn good explanation for this." And Sawyer's like, "Listen, come inside. I got it. I got it. I got all you need to, to know explain. right here. I can explain." 
and uh, immediately just conks Phil on the head and says, let's get rope. Get some rope. <laughs> and that's, yeah. that's how that Another ends. Another reason why I want to watch the next episode. Exactly. It's cool. I want to see what happens there. Yeah. What's going to happen when Sawyer's spot gets blown up and he gets found out, found kidnapping one of the children? That's cool. That's funny. That's good. And um, then uh, we have our flashbacks. We have many, many disjointed flashbacks. That very disjointed. They don't really all add up to much. The very first scene of the episode is we see how Baby Miles learning that he can talk to dead people. Uh-huh. And the kid is not a good actor. Uh, yeah, it's not a good scene. It's not a great scene. Uh, he, like, wanders into, like, uh, an apartment where, like, a like someone had died. Yeah, there's a man who had yeah. a heart attack and, like and, a day and, ago. And he's just like, she's crawling out for Kimberly. He's still talking. He's talking right now. And the and the and and everyone's like, Kimberly, Kimberly died. How the heck would you know Kimberly? Kimberly died five years ago. Was his wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then we get Punk Miles. Punk Miles. Punk, Punk Miles. Miles. The only thing you need to know about him: a lot of piercings. A lot of piercings. That hair is spiked up. And he is having some feelings. Yeah. Uh, his mom is dying, and he's ta- and he's talking to his mom. And, and her hair is thin. Her hair is thin, and and her and Miles kind of has a heart to heart, and is like, I need to know why I can talk to dead people, and I need to know about my dad. And his mom's just like, your dad's uh, uh dead, and his body is somewhere where you can <laughs> never find him. You'll never see his body You'll again. You'll never find his body because you can never go to the place where he is. And immediately we're all just like, oh, the island. Yeah, that's totally. where his dad is. And then that also adds to the funny, the the how funny it is how they just drop that as like, a, oh, he knew. It's uh-huh. not a big deal. Totally. This is his dad. This is, you go back in time and you meet your dad. It's fine. It's <laughs> just the way the back in time works. It's just, it's just how back in time goes sometimes. Uh, then we see Hank from Breaking Bad. Hank yeah, from Breaking Bad Hank is here. Hank from Breaking Bad. Uh, His son is dead. In the crossover event of the season, Hank from Breaking Bad's son is dead, and Miles wants to comfort him. But the thing is, there's no body. Uh-huh. So Miles just kind of, like, clenches his eyes and says, like, your dad, your son, you know, knew you loved him. It's fine. Um, it's not a big deal. Uh, thanks for the money. It's not a big deal. <laughs> and uh, on his way out, he meets one Naomi. Naomi. From the freighter. Uh, Naomi, who parachuted onto the island back in like season three, uh-huh. um, and he basically she basically says like, "Hey, we want to recruit you because you talk to dead people. Come back to this restaurant where there's a body. Why don't you talk to it and see what it says?" Cool. And Miles talks to the body and and is it's you know he talks to the body. He passes the test. He passes like ah, this is what the body was doing. He passes the test, and Naomi's basically like, "Hey, come with me on a freighter." We need to find a man named Benjamin Linus who committed a lot of murders, and he's on this island, and we need you to talk to his victims so that we can do it. And Miles is like, "That sounds wrecked. Absolutely not. Yeah, no. <laughs> that, that sounds like I'm I'm fine. It's like, gonna be a no. I'm fine. Grift and Hank from Breaking Bad. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, Naomi says, "Well, how about 1.6 million dollars?" And immediately Miles is like, "Let's go. We're out. <laughs> Let's do it. It's fine." Uh, and then we get a scene that defies explanation. Fucked scene. The, maybe the most fucked scene of the episode. A man named Bram uh-huh. pulls up to Miles while he's eating a taco. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like this was a fan fiction piece and they just stole it. Yeah, this was a, this was a write your own scene to loft and yeah. this one won the competition. Yeah, exactly. It won the sweepstakes. Uh, so Bram, who uh, the only other scene of significance that I think we've seen him in is when like Frank and the randos are cruising up through the cabin 
and like this is the man who yells look at the ash and like that's it yeah. uh he he's he's around sometimes uh-huh. uh, he's not he's not that important uh but here he is kidnapping fully kidnapping miles grabbing him and he turns around and he says like listen you better not go on that boat buddy it's bad news bears you're going to be playing for the wrong team and Miles is like, okay, well, you know, what's your pitch? Yeah. And Miles and and Bram says, all right, first of all, we're not going to pay you to not go on that boat. And second of all, if you come with us, you'll know it all. You'll know everything. You'll know why you can talk to dead people and where your dad is from. Trust us on this. We got we got you. We got you. We kidnapped. We got you. But also, we're going to kidnap you here, and you won't get any money. And also, you have a hole inside your chest that will never be filled. Uh-huh. You have an emptiness inside. And Miles is just like, sounds bad, honestly. <laughs> I like, I like, Can I leave now? Sounds bad. Yeah. I like money, and I'm going to take that. Yeah. And so they just like throw him in a parking lot. And, and then that's they, the seed. That's the seed. He, he's like, the guy like smirks at the van and is like, we're the good guys, baby. And then like drives off. And it's a scene that means nothing to nobody yeah. at any point. It never comes back into play. Every other scene is at least like, oh, okay, here's how Miles kind of like filling in some Miles details. As much as like i find like the flashbacks are so like disjointed yeah, and not really totally. easily the weakest part of the episode for they sure. could have at least gotten like an ethan or someone to yeah, be that person right Whereas exactly it's, like, you can't just put a bunch of randos in a van exactly that's where it is is yeah if it was like fucking ben linus or some shit yeah that would be cool that would be really cool yeah uh, and, and they could have done that they could have easily done that ben linus leaving the island is not unprecedented it happens all the time happens all the time every he, weekend every he goes for ice cream he goes for ice cream at his favorite ice cream store uh and he orders uh sprinkles on it and he eats it all and when and it the falls sprinkled donut ice cream and when it falls on the ground he gets really sad so sad he cries and murders he cries and murders as he loves to do he loves to cry and he loves to murder um so <laughs> the final the final thing the final scene which i don't really know what this scene is f- oh no I, oh I, yeah i kind of see what this scene yeah. is. he goes back to hank from breaking bad <laughs> and he says and he gives him back he gives him a full refund basically uh-huh. and he says i'm going on a boat trip but i basically just want to, you to know that i was lying to you and uh your son didn't know that he loved you and if you wanted him to know that he loved you you should have told him while he was alive and then he just drops the mic he and leaves, leaves. yeah like, like Hank is wholly just like, you could have just let me like live in like knowing, like in like uh-huh. feeling this comfort. Exactly. And instead Miles is just like, nope, here's your money back. Fuck you. I'm going to, to find a murderer now, I guess. Chill. Great. Miles. Thanks. All right. Keep, keep it, keep it real, Miles. You do you, buddy. Yeah. Those flashbacks, I don't think really add a lot to the episode. No, I don't think so either. They're not. But uh, the island stuff is good. I like Miles in real time. And yes. paired with Hurley, they do really well together. Yes, I agree. I think that's like a good. That is a very good season five episode. That's like a pretty top tier season five episode, I think. Yeah. Because it's so like fucking goofy with it yeah exactly they're right? they're they're having fun the with show the show t- is already goofy so have fun with that exactly this is the one this is one of the ones where it's like oh man what if we put the two people who talk to dead people in a van and have shenanigans yeah exactly what if time travel was like a goofy funny thing what where if hurley is writing star wars what if hurley like, hurley yeah. would write star wars Ex- wouldn't he yeah that's a good character moment totally and it's also a good character moment as little as, as little character as miles does have it is a good character moment that he would absolutely see his dad in the past and just like fucking keep it to himself. Oh yeah, totally. It tells you so much about him. Yeah, it's 
great it's i think cool. it's good to, it's a good episode it's a good episode it's a it's a fun and funny episode for the most part and i liked it a lot um yeah i really enjoyed that i really like we i it's I, the best of the latter half that we've seen so far i think so i think yeah. that was a, that was a just a just an absolute delight um what do you say we uh, roll the dice let's roll a couple of dice and say hello to a new whole episode of lost what do you say Let's uh, let's do it. I'm going to go to random.org. Random.org. Well, guess what? I, too, shall go to not random.org, but the tracker that we use to keep track of what episodes we watch. And listen up. Here's a story about a little guy. <laughs> <laughs> Nuts. <laughs> that's that's a god. I'm gonna. I need. I need to stop doing that now before I start doing that to all my friends and alienate it's them irreversibly. Late. It's too late. I'm already. I'm already off the deep end. You may as well play Monopoly with them at this point. I may as well this, play Monopoly. It's over. I may yeah. as well play Monopoly and Risk, uh, the horrible hybrid of Monopoly Risk that I intend to, <laughs> that I intend to invent. Monopoly Risk. I hate All it. right. Um, I generated, put in one, and one twenty-one. Mm-hmm. Generate. We got sixty-three. Sixty-three. Uh, sixty-three is expose, which we've watched already. Ah, let's do it again. 111. 111. Baby, Season baby. Six. 111. That's Recon. Once again, we've watched that one. Whoa. It's starting to get starting starting to get whittled down. 29. Huh? 29, eh? 29. Let's see here. I just realized that the uh, last ones will be us trying to do this over and over again. Literally a hundred yeah, times. Totally. <laughs> we'll we'll figure something out to like whittle it down yeah. once it gets too bad. Uh we 29, right? Yeah. Season two, episode four. Everybody hates Hugo. It's a Hurley episode. Oh, let's watch that one. What do you say we watch that one? I love that. That sounds great. I think it'd be fun and cool if we watched that one, honestly. All right. Uh, So that's that, I suppose. Um, I would like to. No, never mind. I'm not going to do that. That's (laughs) not good content. Uh, But I will say uh, you can follow me at Barrier Barrier Trio. Follow James Brown at at James Brown. These are Twitter URLs, by the way, Twitter handles, if you will. Uh, you can follow the podcast at Island Shuffle on Twitter or at Facebook at facebook.com slash the Island Shuffle. Mm-hmm. I might have the the on those backwards. I always forget. It's fine. It's not a big deal. You'll we're, find we're, it. We're, we're not hard to find, I hope. Uh, leave us a review or a, rate or a five-star rating on iTunes if you enjoy this show uh, because I have been told that that helps. That makes a difference. That makes a big difference. Uh, check out other noisespace.xyz joints. Noisespace.xyz is Matt's podcast incubator server thingy that he let us host this whole podcast on for free so uh-huh. i'm always grateful for him and so i try to make an effort to promote other good shows like henry kissinger's pokemon <laughs> going to die it's my favorite show to say it's so delightful um so that's great uh we got the urls we got us uh we got the thing we got the reviews i think that basically covers it uh what do you say we wrap it up and say